0: Okay, Erev Tov, we continue in the Rambam. We're in Perak Mem Vav, which we began yesterday. And uh, Martin, we're on page Samach Vav, left-hand column. The paragraph is Kach yeah. Ira Behotos Hashem. Okay, that's coming up. Now, yesterday we discussed the difference between knowing about Hashem, that Hashem exists, To knowing something, to know that something exists versus its essence and we use the analogy of the king Mm -hmm. where we have certain things that are happening so we know there's a king even though we don't know anything really about the essence of the king he's setting us up now, Rav uh, Toledano, just just to review it and just lay two couple little points to refine it over here so when he's using the Melech, of course, a king, obviously the Nimshel is a Baruch Hu himself. And really there was, if you, even though it seemed there were three, there really were five specific things that helped us understand the king. And let's just quickly go over that. One of them is the the description of his body. Tall, short, black, white, whatever which is not his essence at all. The second thing is, look at the group of people that surround him. That was the honor guard. The entourage. And all those people. Mm -hmm. Then the description of the palace was the third thing. And the fourth thing is the things that happen by his instruction. And the fifth thing is how the country... uh, moves along in an order, so to speak. So let's say things that happen with instruction is like building a wall or to make a bridge. And then the the law and order of right. the country. Right. So it's really, the five, cha- the it's really five things. I, I kind of bunched a couple together. We're tell them this is five things. Now why is he doing these five? Because he's hinting to the five aspects of a Kurdish Baruch Hu that you could be seeing over here. So I'll just run through that quickly. So when when the Rambam talks about the physical description, all right. So and he talks about a tall person who looks white and has a beard. So that's hinting to a prophecy of Daniel, where it says, "And the ancient one of days sits, and he's dressed." Like completely white and his hair is white okay so, uh, uh, so that's, that's a, a physical description which is clearly not but that's a description of Hashem whatever it is the second one we said is the entourage that the king has well that's obviously for Hashem it's the Masa Merkava yeah. that Yicheskel sees so that's the entourage the description of where the king's palace is Well, that's the Beis Amigdash. Okay? The actions that happen through the king, so we could say that's the universe that Hashem created. It's much bigger than any, more significant than any bridges and things like that. And the arrangement of the country where the small guy doesn't get beat up by the big guy, as we said. So the Rambam says the fact of that Hashem has, uh, first of all, Hashem has a certain decree of determinism where he decides how the world continues to operate. There's the laws of nature. That's one law that has to be kept. And then the ethical law that's put into the mind of people who are commanded to do that which is righteous. And certainly the Torah that is given through the methods of the So that's how he's just using, just like we have five ways of knowing that the king exists but I don't really know anything about the essence of the king so here's a good example of five ways, different metaphors that we will get to that can help us understand that God exists but doesn't give us a very deep understanding of who our Shem is so with that let's continue now following along in the text as that's what he's going to say and he's going to be talking about some ideas we've heard already and he'll slowly move into all the organs of the body as well Kat Ira hashem this is how Hashem informs the masses in all the works of the prophets Torah even in the Torah when the Navi or the Torah comes to teach us and guide us all about the existence of Hashem and then Hashem has all of perfection. bulvad. Hashem just doesn't exist alone. Hashem doesn't exist like the heaven exists and the earth exists. But he exists and we use terms of how he exists, such as high alive. Okay. yodea he's smart. Yochol, he's powerful. Poel, he's active. And other things that we need to believe about God's existence. And this will be further explained in this parak. Therefore, therefore, we're guiding people's thoughts on the fact that Hashem exists. How do we do it? hakshamos with similes of physicality and now he's going to get into the idea of the different types of ways of understanding that something is, exists Maybe we want people to know there is a God and he exists remember we don't have geniuses over here so the only frame of reference we have is the physical frame of reference so we got to use those frames of reference to help us understand that So therefore, these are the similes. So he lives in a way that he moves. As we'll see, movement is an important thing. If you want to ask somebody if something exists, what are the definitions a human being who's not so bright, but just very simple, what would he say something exists? Well, when we use allegories of movement... So people who are the masses If they want to know that something is true The only way they could know it's true If they see a body If I see a body And the guy's alive I know I know he exists And then it gets a little step further Let's say something's not the full body Something in the body Let's say the heart Okay, now he's found. Okay, But the heart is less existing, so to speak, than the body. Why? The heart needs to be in the body. So you ask the person, what's more real to you? Well, the whole human being is more real than the heart. But, goof. but something that's not a body at all, and it's not found in the body does not exist at all at first understanding of a person okay when a person is trying to think about something and he's got uh, you know the 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 the, the small intellect so to speak so that's all he has to work at and all he's got that and Uh, Befrat binyamona, and specifically with his imagination, which is uh, which is a part of the brain that conjures up images. Okay, so that's all you can get. Okay, so now he's going to go through and saying, so what kind of things do we have to have that the person really believes that something's alive? (laughs) So, so if it ain't no body, then there's nothing alive. Don't tell me, Oh, well, he has no body, but he's alive. No such thing. Now, how would you know if something is alive also? And now we're going to list a number of items over here. Unless it moves. If it doesn't move, it ain't alive. If someone is not able to move and his own volition he's not alive now let's think about this is the movement an essential aspect of the person essential or is it an accident in other words he's saying movement is not the essence of the living being no, it isn't. but a very positive thing to have okay it's a very nice thing but what what about uh, people who are quadriplegics? Going to say he's dead. But what'll people think? Well, if he's moving around, I know he's alive. That's that's an accidental. I would say breathing as opposed to moving. The person is breathing; yeah. they're alive; they're real. Yeah, right. They don't have to be moving. Okay, but you're looking it's at regular open. people. Yeah, and breathing. Yeah, but you're still real. Still, 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 still person there. Still, okay, but breathing alo- a little But I'm saying, how? Will you, if you ask a person, a regular person, is this guy alive? Right. And they say, yeah, he's breathing. Fine, good, fine. But if, but if he's not moving, yeah, well, you know. The but the, the, the fact, side. the fact that he's moving gives them a feeling he's alive, even though that's not such an important thing. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. And if he's that not, if he's not moving. He, he's alive too. But when people are saying he's alive, one of the things they're going to look for is he moving. That's usually a, an yeah. indicator, even though it's not the essence of the person. That's clearly not the essence of the person. The fact that he can move or not doesn't mean he's a good person. Doesn't mean he's a nice person at all. It's it's a it's a positive accident, like like you know, great you know, uh, dark. Black wavy hair, that's a positive accident. No hair this, hair, really. this, this ain't the greatest accident over here. What? what? <laughs> the hair. Yeah, I got a haircut. My wife said, You look good, bald. Uh, <laughs> Is that uh, a compliment? <laughs> but I'm just saying that that's, that's an accident, right? Yeah. Uh, so something's got to move. Something's got to, uh, I got to see it you know I'm just saying, right but and even that isn't really so true because who are you really are you really your body or are you your soul well, I'm just saying David jumping together it's not exactly the essence of the person but sometimes we say oh he's come alive like he's really excited about something okay that's something else that's really more that's the essence, the essence of the person that's what I'm getting oh that's, that's the essence that's but you're not going to see that just no. at a distance no. no 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 right at a distance you can see if he's moving that's what I mean that's, right but, but the real essence is what he's feeling yeah. and that is, transcends the body mm-hmm. that he has okay. the body is, is almost sort of an accident too but a very important accident but at the end of the day what's the essence of the person is not the body it's the soul it's the mind and things like that what about we can comprehend things through our senses kaloma varos, listening and hearing. Okay, that, right. That's an important thing. But then again, even if you don't hear or listen, you still you, your real essence is still there. Uh, what was that? Uh, Helen Keller. Yeah. They said she was a wonderful person. She couldn't hear. She couldn't see. Yeah. Well, those are very positive accidents but you're going to say she doesn't exist? But we would, we would think she doesn't exist at our first cut. But then again, she moves, so that helps her. <laughs> right? She moves, and she can make some kind of sounds. Right? <laughs> and what if I don't know what's in his heart, and it can't go into someone else's heart? What does that mean? Through speech. Oh. That is the noise that comes out of the different five parts of the throat, the larynx, the tongue, and all these things. Okay? But what if a person can't speak? Does that mean he doesn't have an essence? Right? Okay, so now, uh, so that's what we have about a person. So we're looking at all the ways that we can understand a person. We assume that they have movement, they have action, they have speech, they have perception. But those are really incidental things. That's not really the essence. But if we want to say, is somebody alive? We're going to use those criteria if you like it or not. So guess what? We're going to have to use that criteria for Hashem even if these are clear what they mean and there's not uh double meanings as we said before even if if it literally means a hand is a hand and that's it guess what people need to know that god will see what the hand is really right beyond the uh, the uh corporeal aspect of it but if but if people don't think god has a hand they don't think he's real if god can't move And he doesn't have hands and fingers and a mouth and a lips and eyes. From what I understand, a person doesn't look like a person to me. All right? So, Nebuch, can you imagine, it's a quadriplegic who's blind, who can't speak. What else do we got over there? Um, You're not going to think, you know, we wouldn't pay much attention to that guy, would we? Unless he's your kid unless he's your kid otherwise you say he's dead he's of no use right so if God doesn't have it he can't be of any use either right so now so now as we now are guiding our thoughts to understanding what we can understand Hashem and and how is this and what about when Hashem now speaks to prophets to tell a message to us? So how are we describing this interaction between Hashem and the Navi and all these things? Mm-hmm. So what did the prophets tell us about Hashem? Mm-hmm. They say he's a Shomei Avaroah. He hears and he sees. Now what does that really mean? So we dummies say, okay, he hears and he sees. Fine. But that's not what's enough. But and for a for a relatively low mind person, that's good enough. If he hears and sees, then I know he exists. But that's not what he really is. What is he shem really? When he sees and he hears, means he comprehends. He's aware. Right? that Hashem comprehends things that for other people would have to see and hear. And He knows them even better than we do with our eyes and with our ears. We also explain, Hashem speaks. So what does that mean that Hashem speaks? Okay? It means there's some things that are coming from Hashem. He's communicating Through prophecy. Not that he's talking to them. It's a communication. This is, you know, we want to call it telepathy, whatever you want to call it right now. It is not a physical speech. But what does physical speech do? It communicates what's in my heart to to you. So Hashem is communicating, but he's not communicating through regular speech. And this is what Nevuah is. And we're going to discuss this at great length in the second section from chapters 32 to 48. So that's going to be a big thing over there. Okay, what else? So, so far we've done movement, we've done senses, we've done speech. What's left? Action. We don't understand how Hashem is able to bring other things into existence. Just like we can't believe we can bring something into existence unless we do something. We have to describe Hashem is a doer. Okay? He does things. And if He does things, okay, now, when, when we're saying Hashem is... Uh, doing things what does it really mean he's acting upon things so he doesn't need anything to do it he just acts upon it and it happens me and you gotta use our hands and our muscles to make something happen alright and also we don't know if anybody's alive if he has soul that caused him to breathe so, we all say God is a Baal Nefesh. Now, we already had an explanation for Nefesh earlier, and that's his knowledge, right? So, but that was already a homonym. But we could also say Hashem's all alive too, he has a soul. Vimki Shem, as they said, Vimki Shem, Nefesh, Meshutoth, because I already explained. It's a Meshutoth, it's a homonym, and it does mean something else of that Hashem uh, is his will and things like that. But still, that's fine. We could say that means he's alive from our, from our perspective. Now, how are we as human beings able to accomplish these things? Movement, action, speech, sensory perceptions. How do we as human beings accomplish that with physical body parts? How, how do I move? With my feet. How do I do something? With my arms. How do I say things? With my mouth, right? That's the only way we can do this. The only way we can understand that this can get done. So if that's the case, Ki'im bekelim. You need kalim. Kalim means organs. Kufanim, physical utensils, which are organs. Levika <laughs> chishonlo. So now we're metaphorically using the terms. ha hakelim. Asher bohem. We're going to use all the same organs to describe these movements. So just like these just like there are kinds of activities as movement, action, speech, sensory, that's an activity, right, so to speak. So they each need organs for that to play out. So therefore he's gonna go through again now. So therefore, So therefore, when we discuss God's movement, first we're saying he moves. How does he move? means his feet and his souls. Because that's the only way we understand movement. And therefore we say that Hashem has those, because that's the movement, but Hashem is not the movement. Really, what does it mean? That Hashem is able to, to uh, be um, uh, present, so to speak, in wherever He is. He can be omniscient. And he can go everywhere He has to. Now normally it's a very negative term. Why do you have to move? Why do you got to walk to get places? If you can't walk, you can't get anywhere. You can't go to the store. No, does Hashem have to go anywhere? No, He's there. Hashem does not have to go anywhere. He's everywhere. But we're saying that that God is vital. That God is alive. Right? He can get things. He. he he, he can be everywhere in one place. It's like omniscient. Like, he, like totally is everywhere. But we have to write it like that. What about the tools that you can hear and see? and smell. That is the ozen, the nose, the eye, and the ears. Okay. Okay, how do we speak? And the text of the speech is the pad, the and vakol, the mouth, the tongue, and the voice. What the tools that a person uses to do things? That's the hand, the arm, the palm, and the uh, fingers. Those are the things that all these <coughs> things happen. So therefore, we have all those things. So therefore... We we that, And that's the only way we understand things. So if that's the only way we understand things, that's the way God is going to describe them for us. Okay, we'll stop it over here. Okay, thank you. And then we're going to need maybe two more classes to finish this chapter.